Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in today's solo episode, I'll be sharing ideas to help you get organized for back to school. If you're wanting to transition back to school without feeling stressed and overwhelmed, then this episode is for you. Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Thanks for joining me for today's solo episode to help you get organized for the return to school. And I'm going to share with you seven ideas to help you reduce the stress and so you don't feel so overwhelmed with the return of school. The seven topics that we're going to cover are stationary, how to set up a command center, visual routines, creating reminderable tags, lunch boxes, uniforms and shoes, and also a system for the schoolwork that comes home. So let's start with number one around stationery. We have a container that all our stationery is stored in. It is broken down into little categories, but if you're a macro organizer, it could just be all in one box. And then we get the book list and we look at it and we cross up what we already have. So when the kids bring home from school at the end of the year, their stationery, I will place that into our stationery storage box as well. And then what I've done this year is we've put it aside or put it in actually already into a pencil case for my daughter and into a box, the things that we did have. And then the things that we still needed we were taking it into the local stationery for us in Australia, Office Works with the book list, and they actually filled the rest of it for us. That is a great system to try so that you're not buying everything that's on the list when you already have those items or multiple items in your home. Number two is a command center. So a command center is a place, a central place where you have things like an events calendar or just a big calendar. Maybe it's on a whiteboard. Maybe it has meals for the week, activities that the children might have up on that board. And it's a place where you can go to and you know what's going on and what's happening or people in the home can go and check it as well. We've been transitioning to a digital calendar planner, but we still have this weekly calendar on a whiteboard. It's in our kitchen area so everyone can see it. Also, the digital calendar means that when you're out and about, you've got access to that anytime as well. But this has really helped as my children have grown up, they can quickly go and have a look and they can see what's going on that day or in the days ahead and throughout the week as well. There's an actual square for each person for every day of the week. But there's so many different ways that you can set this up. And Pinterest has some great boards. I'll also share a link in the show notes that has one of my Pinterest boards, which is all different examples of command centers that you can go to and work out which one's going to suit your family. Number three is a visual routine. Visual routines are like tasks that yourself or your children need to complete to be able to do something effectively. So it might be before they go to bed, it could be in the morning, it could be 
helping them to pack their bag. For younger children, when they need to complete like daily tasks to be able to gain that independence, a visual schedule or visual list saves you having to nag or explain, you know, the regular tasks that they need to do. And if it's able to be moved down, so it might have a paperclip, it might be a magnet. There's so many different ways that you could set this up. It means that you can see in a glance without even actually verbally having to say anything. Or maybe you can just do that one word reminder about one of the things they might have missed on their daily routine. Some of the ideas to put on a visual routine, it could be like the night before. So the things that they need to do, like maybe check their schedule, what subjects they have the next day, getting clothes ready might be including their school hat. There might be then one for a morning routine. So this could be like breakfast, get dressed, pack lunch, pack drink bottle, make bed, brush and do hair, brush teeth, whatever the things are, expectations that you would like them to independently start to do on their own. After school routine, it might be putting shoes away, putting your lunchbox on the sink, emptying your bag. So the notes and the work in like maybe a reader pocket that they might have need to be put in a specific spot, put their bag away, change out of their uniform, do homework, eat afternoon tea. All of these lists of visual routines could be placed on little magnets as visuals and they move it across when they've done it. I've seen it as like little flaps and they've closed it when they've done them. Uh, there's just so many different ideas of different ways that you can do it. Oh, I've seen this beautiful one. Actually, I'll share a link of wooden ones, wooden little blocks, and they can move them once they've done them. Number four is to create remindable tags. So this sort of actually links in well together with the visual routines because if they have things that they need to take to school, they need to have with them, then you could use these remindable tags. And my kids still have them and they're not young. They're in high school and one's in grade six, but they still have these tags, but theirs is actually like a list on the front door as they're leaving. But when they were younger, they had the tags, a visual picture of it. It could be on their school bag. It could be on their lunchbox, anywhere that they might get to see it a lot. And this is going to help to remind kids to put those things in their school bag and make sure that they're not missing anything that's important. So like on the front of our door, our school bag checklist last year was is your lip balm in your bag, your hat, your bus pass, your technology. It was like an iPad or a laptop, lunchbox, drink bottle. So all of those things at a quick glance, they could see and go, yep, I've got all those and then head out the front door. Five is lunchboxes. Deciding on a lunchbox or a drink bottle that will suit your child's needs. Things that you need to consider is what they like to eat for lunch and what they'd like to take in their lunchbox if they go to school. Do they eat sandwiches? Do they prefer to have something hot so they might be looking at a thermos that's going to keep it warm all day? Do they like to have a small selection of different items and maybe it's a bento box that would be better suited? Also, do they have access to be able to put their lunchbox back away? Is it hot weather where you live that you need to have an ice pack that can go in with the lunchbox? And that might mean it needs a little bag, a freezer-type bag that it can be stored in. 
So the next bit to look at is a drink bottle. Is like how much water do they need to take at school and do they have access to taps? When we're looking at our lunch boxes, then we need to also consider where we're going to store them. If there's multiple children in the home, then how are we going to organize this? For ourselves, we have one drawer and it has a little box that has all the lids and they're all together for all the drink bottles that we have. I've got all of the actual drink bottles lying down. I've also used containers that are upright like a magazine style holder and place the drink bottles in that before as well for clients and then our lunch boxes we have one each is then in that container as well and there's some small little containers for snacks that are also separated into the lids and the containers One of the things that I have actually purchased over the past 12 months is this great little brush and and I'll share a link for it, but like it's a bento brush and it's got a few different attachments on it so you can get into that bento box and clean them really well without any mold building up or anything like that because it gets into all these tiny little nooks and crannies for you. And the third thing we need to consider when it comes to lunch boxes is the food that you're going to send along to school in their lunch boxes. Is there something that you're able to prep on a weekend and maybe cook up and do it in bulk and place it in your freezer because it actually stores well? And it just means that you've got things on hand. This could also be done like two weeks prior to school going back. And it just gives you a bit of a reprieve once school goes back to be able to focus on other things rather than having to worry about healthy snacks. So some of my favorite things I like to freeze are muffins, little biscuits, bliss balls, and muesli bars that I've made myself and place them in small containers. So there's some ideas. There's some great recipe, healthy recipes out there that you can grab. So number six is uniforms and shoes. So at the end of the year, I get my kids to go through their whole uniforms and we try and at least one top and then one shorts, pants or skirt, whatever they wear on the bottom, or if it's a dress, and then I write the size on my phone in my notes section of what they're using or what they're wearing at the moment. I also then work out how many I'm going to need to have for the week, considering that maybe I'm only going to wash on one other day in the middle of the week and then at the end of the week. Does that mean that I need to have almost socks for every single day because I'm only going to get that one wash day and there'll only be one more pair for the end of the week? Also around tops, is there enough sports tops? But just really thinking about what it is in relation to my washing and how I do my washing. Maybe you don't wash, you save it till the end of the week. So therefore you're going to have to look at having one for every day. And that might be the easiest way for you to manage school uniforms. Or you might be the type of person who likes to do one load of washing every single day and just stay on top of it that way. So therefore you might be able to handle only having, you know, two uniforms. I know as my daughter has gone into high school, the uniform is a lot more expensive than the one from primary school. So it's also maybe around finances and how much, how many uniforms we can afford to have and whether we need to just be washing more regularly. Another thing is to get them to try on their shoes. Now it depends. Like we have a really long summer break between our two school years starting. So they might be that chance of 
feet growing over the summertime, but most stores are really good at taking them back at the last minute. So I've found that I generally will try to get them as soon as Christmas is finished, when the school stock comes in. I'll also check socks and hats as well and write them again on my phone so I've got them when I'm out and about. And then we need to think about where we're going to store all our kids' uniform, shoes. For myself, we have got now two containers for their shoes, one for each child, and they're stored in a cupboard at the front door. And it means that all shoes are actually in there. They used to have it in one basket and that worked well when they were smaller. But now that their shoes are a bit bigger, we've now moved them into a box each. We also had a central sock basket for a while as well. So any white socks were all in there. And that was because they were pretty much wearing the same size socks for a while. Also thinking about where you're going to store their uniforms. What's going to be the best way for your child to access it, maybe put it away, be able to get it down? Is it going to be drawers or is it hanging or is it even just one of those cube little squares that you can place all the uniforms in? It may be a uniform that doesn't require folding. So therefore those cubes might be a great place and really easy for your child to be able to access, put away, but also get out themselves and develop that independence. So thinking about maybe how you're going to store them as well as how you're going to categorize them. Are you putting like their sports uniforms together? pants together and tops together or can those things be all together in just one place working out what's going to work best for your child and also to encourage independence as well number seven is a system for schoolwork so having some way that's going to work when your child brings home their work from school but having that set up before school starts will really help with decluttering process and make it a lot easier process we used to use was it comes home It was stored on the fridge, which it still is, for about a week. And then at the end of the week, we would move it from the fridge and I would give it to the child to put in their bedroom and they actually had a pin board in their room. So they'd take the schoolwork and certificates and put it on their pin board. And then at the end of the month or term, I would get them to decide whether they want that to be kept and archived or whether it could just be recycled. By allowing them to share and display it in our common area, it actually helps to decrease the attachment to the schoolwork over time and then helps to reduce clutter. Teachers use this same process at school. They display the work and then at the end of the term or the end of that unit of work, they'll send it home and then place new work up. That system can work really well just in your home and I've really seen it help reduce that attachment and build up of clutter in homes. So let's just recap and go through the seven things. So number one was stationary. So having a central container for stationary to be stored and then looking at the book list and ticking off what we already have. Number two was a command center. So finding somewhere central to display your calendar events. Number three was visual routines, a list of visuals that you have of the tasks or routines that you'd like your child to be able to do independently. Number four was creating remindable tags or just remindable list of things that they need, a checklist, and also looking at lunchbox snacks and prepping before school actually goes back. Number six was uniforms and shoes. 
So looking at what sizes, where are you going to keep that size? Is it on your phone when you're out and about that it's going to be easy to access? And then where you're going to store maybe the shoes and socks and also what's the best way to store the uniforms for your child? And number seven was having a system for schoolwork when it comes home and displaying it. So I hope by sharing these ideas to help you get organized to return to school smoothly will help reduce the stress and overwhelm. Remember, even the best routines take time and not every school morning will be easy. Feeling prepared does make it easier though. Thanks for listening to Simply Happy Conversations. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you'd like to reduce your paper and digital clutter and free yourself from the overwhelm of clutter so that you can claim back time and space to enjoy the things you love, head over to simplyhappy.com.au in the resource section and grab the declutter checklist and start to reduce your clutter even with small amounts of time. (music) 